0: Good morning. good morning how are you today everybody's good out there turn to somebody and say you really look nice today would you do that you like my boots okay somebody likes my boots that's cool Gary Sherman gave me these boots hey I'm, I'm excited about God's Word today and I'm getting ready to uh, open up the word in just a few minutes if you want to turn to Matthew 7 we'll get there in a few minutes I want to welcome everybody thank you so much for being at first service here at the bridge today if it's your first time at the bridge we especially want to welcome you thanks for joining us today there are a lot of great churches in this valley and this is one of them and we're just honored you're here with us if you've got any questions today about the bridge and how you get better connected or anything going on there's a connection center out that first set of doors to your right stop by there and ask any question they can answer those questions for you also you can check out thebridgechurch.tv and get more information there we're just really glad that you've joined us today and we want you to get connected here at the bridge can we put our hands together and welcome our first time (laughs) guests thanks for being here today we're in a series entitled believing beyond and you saw a bit of the the lead in on the the video roll. we're talking from ephesians chapter number three Where Paul said that God is able everybody say God is able able. able to do what exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or even think according to the power that works in us and it goes on to say in the next verse God is glorified when he does great things in our lives I think it's important for us to begin today to understand God wants to be God in our lives That doesn't just mean he wants to be some kind of an ogre or a dictator. That's not the nature of God. God wants to be God of our lives so he can bring his government and his provision into our lives. And that's what we're talking about in this series. Believing beyond your natural circumstances and believing God to fulfill and perform all the things that he's promised in his word. You know, Jesus talked about this very topic. John 10:10 10, 10. Jesus said I've come that you might have life that you might have it more abundantly In the original writings more abundantly comes from one word that means superabundant it means God's provision involved in our lives not just our natural provision but God's supernatural provision in our lives Jesus when he used that word he spoke of more life in quantity and better life in quality that's literally what the word means there so if jesus promised it and if paul reaffirmed it here in ephesians 3 then i think we as believers should grasp the promises of god and begin to believe beyond the natural circumstances and what we can do in our own strength this is what we've been teaching in this series and let me just summarize a little bit of it because we're going to do service just a little bit different today we've taken offering up front because we're going to pray a little later we're going to do one more worship song a little later <clears throat> but today let me just summarize what we've talked about i've asked a question each week and i'll begin with it again today what do you see when you look into your future when you think about the future every aspect of your life what do you see and the second part of the question and How does God's presence in your life influence what you see and how you see the future? See, I'm convinced if God's involved in our lives, we should see our futures differently than if we did not have God involved in our lives. So we need to see beyond so we can believe beyond. And we talked about a simple, honest prayer that begins to open our spiritual eyes. The man who came to Jesus with his son possessed by a demon that was trying to kill him. Jesus, in the conversation, told him, you need to believe that I can do all things. And the man said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. As a matter of fact, he broke and he began to cry and began to weep. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Can I tell you today, if you're struggling with faith in an area of your life, you need to pray that prayer. Humble yourselves. Honor God say god i'm struggling in this area help my faith that it will increase and it will grow in this area that i can believe you to be god in this area of my life and then we we talked one sunday about how this abundant life works we enter into abundant life by grace through faith and then we continue in the abundant life every day by grace god making promises extending promises to us and us reaching up by faith to grasp and receive what God has promised. And we talked in that message about the importance of believing and receiving. And we quoted from uh, Romans chapter 10, which also quotes from Isaiah 53, when God asked the question, Who has believed our report? Who's believed our message? Who's believed the promises? Who is believing what I say? And we talked about the importance of us believing. What God has promised to us so we're talking about faith now, let me let me go into the word today and <clears throat> Number one, let me begin where I finished the last session that I did in this series I want to talk to you for just a couple of minutes about the promises of God. I Finished my last teaching talking about God's promises I want to go back to it and bring a little bit of it alive so we can move forward from here Let me just share a couple things a lot of us say, I, I want God's provision in my life. So we pray for God's provision. Oh, God, bring your provision into my life. But I think sometimes we miss something. God's promises are his provision for our lives. Now, I touched on this a couple Sundays ago when I, when I was in this passage. God's promises are his provision for our lives. When we have a need, what does God do? God makes a promise to us. Why? Because he extends grace, and he wants us to reach up and take it by faith. See, so many Christians have been taught, okay, you come to God by grace, through faith, and then once you get saved, you're on your own. Try to make it through until you die, and then maybe you can go to heaven and experience more of God. That's not what the Word teaches. Thank you for those two amens in the house. Now, now I'm going to tell you, second service is the bobblehead service, okay? People are quiet, second service. First service is the amen service, okay? There you go. I like it better when I got five amens instead of two. That's much better. But my point is, we say, oh, God, oh, God, please do something. God says, here, I'll give you this promise. And then God wants us to learn to take that promise, walk on that promise, hold on to that promise, believe that promise, set ourselves in agreement with God and say God's going to do what he said, and then give God the opportunity to be God in that area of our lives. God's promises are his provision. A lot of Christians don't get that. God's promise is your provision for the situation you're in. 2 Corinthians 1 tells us that God's promises are yes and amen. The word amen, of course, means so be it, but it also means, in the Greek, it means to be firm. So God's promises in heaven are yes It's firm it's done. So be it but yet down here on earth. We're saying well, I don't know if God's gonna do it or not Well, I asked but who knows what God will do you know how God is sometimes he does sometimes he doesn't that's contrary to the nature of God God doesn't have the problem. I'm the one that has the problem with my faith I should have got 10 amens on that one I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the person sitting beside you. Okay, don't take it personal. So it's about me believing that god's promise is true psalms 119 89 tells us forever the word of god is settled in heaven see we pray about something and say god would you do this and god says it's already done yes it's sure it's settled in heaven it's firm so be it well i don't know god didn't do it it's been 36 hours already i guess i need to go on to plan b and we give up on the provision of god because we turn loose of the promise this is good teaching today but you've got to be really mature to understand it, okay? So everybody in this house understands it, right? Okay, here we go. See, I just paid you a compliment if you'll take it, all right? Now, let's move on. My life changed as a young man when I began to embrace God's promises for myself. I, I told you in my message, this is a little different version, but we sold out of them in the, in the coffee shop. We've got more ordered. But, you know, I want us to have God's promises for believers right here available all the time because what i started doing i gotta be honest i was a young man going into the ministry i knew lots of bible stories but i didn't know a lot of scripture and and you know what i started doing I, i got so overwhelmed with the thickness of the big study bible that was given me with, you know, 17,000 pages, I was overwhelmed with it. Somebody gave me God's promises, a little book with the promises of God, and they've got topical index. It tells you where to go for every situation. I started reading those promises and understood that God has so much for me. If I believe him, God will get involved in every area of my life. And when I grabbed the promises and I grabbed them for myself, my life began to change. And I believe your life can also change. You can see beyond and you can believe beyond when you grab the promises of God and make them your own. Now, let, let, me, let me give you a little illustration. i got to move fast today. But let me give you a little illustration. You wouldn't know this sitting out there. But I can see back a few... I mean, I can see all the way to the top of the building, but I don't see faces clearly because these lights are really bright up here. So... I Come up here on sunday morning and sometimes somebody was there. Did you see me at church Sunday? I said no I never saw you. Well, I was sitting right there on the seventh row Well, it's, it's kind of hard to see who's sitting on the seventh row and I don't have time to look at every single face But here's the here's what I want you to see sometimes We're going through life And there are so many things shining in our faces. There are so many things happening and we're getting hit from every side and pulled from every direction And it gets to the place where we walk around and we see about one-third of what's going on because all we can see is the natural thing right in front of us. But I put these glasses on, and these are polarized, and it takes away some of the glare, and my eyes begin to relax, and I begin to see things so much better. Can I tell you something? Some of us need to get the promises of God And get them in front of us and start looking at life through the promises of God. Because it'll take away the brightness. It'll take away the glare. It'll take away the confusion. And it'll help you see what God wants to do in your future. That's why the promises of God are so important. They're so vitally important. You know, and I'm, sometimes I'm visual. Not always, but I I just had this picture in my mind. I believe up in heaven, God's got these big storerooms of provision. Now, I know technically he probably doesn't, but this is how I visualize it. And I'm going to tell you something. There are things on the store, he- store shelves of heaven, back on those closets. There are things that have been sitting there for months, sometimes years, that have got your name on it, but you haven't grabbed it yet because you haven't believed that God wanted to give it to you. And you know, on my, on my uh, computer in the office, I'm all the time getting these pop-ups, you know, about this advertisement, that advertisement, especially if you go online, you know, get these pop-ups and and... Sometimes I get these ones from overstock.com I think sometimes god needs to send out a little Reminder to us, you know what i'm overstocked. I need to get rid of some of this stuff Would you please believe me for what I said you could have? Some of us aren't believing and asking for those things Because I believe god's promise should, promises should be influencing And shaping the way I see the way I believe the way I live in every area of my life every day that i live now how many of you enjoyed the introduction this morning you ready for god's word okay look at matthew chapter seven that really wasn't part of the introduction that was first point but look look at matthew seven i'm going to move really quickly today i'm going to share two more thoughts with you matthew chapter seven look at verse number seven now this is jesus talking how many of you know or how many of you believe jesus knew what he was talking about need to remember that look at verse number seven Jesus said ask everybody say ask Ask. okay every time you see the word ask or ask or asking I want you to speak it out with me okay here we go ask and it will be given to you now is that pretty simple ask it'll be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you now look at the next verse verse number eight for everyone who receives do you see a connection here between asking and receiving who receives those who ask and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be open now verse 9 or what man is there among you who if his son asks for bread will give him a stone now that's That's kind of a dumb question isn't it but jesus asked this and i don't think jesus was dumb i don't think he asked dumb questions he wasn't asking you whether or not you would give something good to your child he's trying to get us to stop and think about how we approach god he's teaching us a lesson about the nature of god if your child comes to you little child says dad i'm hungry mom i'm hungry would you give me something to eat can i have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich no but i'll give you a box of rocks chew on those for a while how many of you do that because i will report you i promise you i will report you. you wouldn't do that look at the next verse verse 10 or if he asks for a fish will he give him a serpent oh dad can i have a piece of that fried fish can i have one of those fish sandwiches one of those fish sticks no but I'll give you a snake how many of you would do that I mean if it's if it's cooked right I guess some people enjoy snake but wouldn't be my first choice but do you understand the ludicrousy of this well look at the next verse verse number 11 if you then being evil of sinful nature know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who what ask him see he's showing us his nature this is how you take care of your children don't you think i will take care of you as my child the same way now this is Please this is not a license for laziness. Well, I'm gonna quit my job and just stay home God's gonna pay my rent and my car payment. He's gonna take care of you gonna put food in the table I'm gonna sit around and watch TV all day. That's foolishness. It's not what he's talking about He's talking about the things we cannot provide for ourselves if we will ask It's his nature to provide Just like we provide for our own children if we do it for our kids, how much more will God do it for us? And here's the point I want you to see God loves it when we ask for Him to do what He's already promised to do. God loves that. God loves it when we ask. Jesus taught us to ask. And I'll come back to this again later. God loves it when we ask for Him to do the things that He's promised. Because asking takes faith. Did you know God loves it? When you express your faith he does god loves it when you ask him for something in faith not only that asking expects a response from god listen to me asking expects a response from god some of us need to learn how to ask and expect god to respond to us well, I'm going to ask, but it's kind of like spinning the big wheel. My number may come up or it may not. If my number doesn't come up, well, that's just God's will. He's not always good like that. That's nonsense. That's a spiritual problem. It's a lack of understanding that we have about God and his nature and his word. He said, if you give good gifts to your children when they ask, how much more will I give good gifts to you? That's what he said. God loves it when we ask with expectation because God loves our expectation. And then also asking takes humility. How many men do I have in the house today? Since it's a little foggy, instead of me putting my glasses on, men, lift miss me your hands. Hold them up there. Don't be a half man, be a full man, okay? <laughs> I would never do that to the women, trust me, trust me. Okay, you can put your hands down. We men love to be self-sufficient, most of us. Some don't, but most of us love to be self-sufficient. I need to take care of this, and I need to take care of this, and I need to take care of this. And if there's a problem in my home, a problem in my family, a problem in my life, it all falls on my shoulders because I have failed somewhere. That's kind of the man's thing. So a lot of times when we men have needs, what do we do? We do without, we complain, we gripe, we grumble, we get mad at ourselves, we carry shame, we carry disappointment, and all the while God is saying, would you please just ask me for what you need? Would you please just take my promise and remind me of my promise and say, God, you promised this. I ask for this. Would you not do that to your earthly parents? Of course you would. If your children did that to you, would you respond to it? Of course you would. God loves it. Let it please hear me. Men, you need to hear me today. It's humbling. I, I'm, I'm bad about this. I know. I hate to say, God, could you provide this for me? i feel like well it's it's my job to do it for myself there's some things i can't do myself and that's when god says ask me ask me for those things ask me humble yourself it's humbling but ask humble yourself god loves it did you know scripture says that god resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble i got this need god says well ask me and humble yourself because i give grace i give promises to the humble hello ask with humility ask god for what you need now the third thing look at first john chapter five now i'm going to move quickly but i'm going to spend just a few minutes here because this is really important today in this service we're going to ask god we're going to ask god for what we need we're going to ask god for the things that he's already promised I didn't have time this morning. I was going to share some stuff from the Old Testament about this. Maybe I'll come back to it later in the study. But but God loves it when we ask for what he's promised. He loves it. Now now look at this. 1 John chapter 5, look at verse 14. So many Christians get hung up on this. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. Confidence. This is the confidence we have in him. That if we ask... For some things, the light out of my eyes. i hard time seeing. That. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. I've heard so many people through the years. I've heard preachers say, "Man, there are a lot of things you ask for just aren't God's will for your life." Let me help you with that today, okay? How many of you think the best place to find answers is in God's Word? Let me show you a couple things. If we ask anything, ask for anything according to His will, He hears us. Now look at the next verse, verse 15. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we... It's getting quieter out there. Whatever we ask, there you go, we know that we have the petitions, the very things that we ask you missed it that we ask come on you gotta help me today okay i can't do this by myself there's some things i can't do i need your help with okay fun this morning okay it's okay to smile in church all right that we have the things that we've asked of him now in, in this passage of scripture Christians get so hung up. Sometimes preachers get hung up. Bible teachers get hung up. Well, you just got to really be careful. You're like, okay, let let me help you with that. How do I ask according to the will of God? How do I ask according to the will of God? Or let's put it this way. What is God's will? This is God's will these promises that come from the Word this is God's will this is God's will for your life his will is his or his word is his declared will and sometimes we get so hung up well I just don't know if God's gonna do this it may not be his will okay let me ask you a question I I mentioned a couple weeks ago if you're gonna have real faith real faith has to be based on a promise If you don't have a promise from God, you have nothing to build your faith on. But if you have a promise from God, you have everything to build your faith on. Because God can't lie. He will perform what he's promised. So here's my question today. When you pray, when you ask, do you connect your prayer to the promises of God? It's important. Why? Because when you remind God of his word, he says, yes, I did make that promise. It's forever settled in heaven, and I will provide it in your life but it also puts you in a faith in faith where you stand there and you don't give up because you know i'm asking according to the promise that god made to me and god can't lie about it it sends a signal to god it also does something within your own heart it's a statement of my faith i believe what god has said and if god's given you a promise take that promise to the bank take that check and cash it Go give it to the teller. Say, God, I'm believing you to do what you said. And let God perform that promise in your life. If he made a promise, his word is his will. If God made a promise in his word, it is his will to fulfill that promise. Now, when I ask according to God's word, it brings me this confidence. I know he heard me. Because I told him what he said to me to start with Have you ever gone to somebody and said hey, you remember what you told me about such and such Remember you told me you were gonna do such and such. Would you do that for me? I said that yeah, yeah You go to God and say remember God you said this in your word right here. I'm asking you to do that in my life God says, okay Okay, I made the promise. I'll do what I promised I would do There's something about asking Everybody say ask There's something about asking. But why do people stop asking? Why do they get so confused about this? Now, it's not going to take me long to do this, but stay with me. It's going to hit home with a lot of you. I think one of the reasons, and there's really three main things I want to address. One of the reasons is we get discouraged while we're waiting on God. Timing is so important. And for a lot of us, we don't want God's timing. I Want it right now. I got to have it in 24 hours if I don't get it in my time frame then forget about it I'm gonna walk away and not believe God anymore. That's not faith Because God doesn't live within time like we do And sometimes we put God on our clock rather than trusting God to be God He knows what he's doing He doesn't lie about things so we get discouraged while we're waiting on God and we give up and turn loose of the promise and say well guess it's not going to happen hebrews six twelve says that we're not to become sluggish or lazy but we're to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises if you're going to ask god for something you got to have faith and you got to have patience i use this illustration all the time did you know sometimes we pray for things And in order for God to answer that prayer, he's got to move furniture all over the universe. He's got to move a whole bunch of stuff around to get something to you. We pray a prayer, and if God doesn't do it in 30 minutes, we're done. Okay, God, forget it then. I'll go on to plan B. I'll go borrow the money and live in debt the rest of my life. Well, that hit home somewhere. (laughs) I'll make my own way. I'll go to plan B or plan C or plan Z. I'll look to do it myself. And any time we do these things ourselves, we put ourselves in a bad situation because God has a timing for things. Faith and patience, we inherit the promises. Another thing that happens, James chapter 4, and I'm not going to have you turn there, but you can go home and look at it yourself. James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. It says, in verse 2, at the end of the verse, it says, you do not have because you do not ask. There's a lot of people who never have because they never ask. Well, if God wants me to have it, God will do it. If it's not there in my own strength, if I can't do it myself in my own way, it's not God's will that I have it. That's not what Scripture teaches. Now, there are philosophies that teach that. There are philosophies of Scripture that teach that. But Scripture doesn't teach that. Well, if God wants me to have it, he'll just drop it into my life. No, God rewards our faith. God responds to our faith. Well, I just don't believe that. Well, that's how you got saved. You had to have faith to get saved. If you didn't have faith to get saved, you didn't get saved. Well, maybe I need to give an altar call right here. Maybe there's some folks that didn't get saved yet. Maybe we need to deal with that. We get saved by grace through faith and everything else in life that comes from God comes in the same manner, by grace. By grace. Through faith but notice this in verse 3 it says you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss in the original writings it means you ask badly you ask badly that you may spend it on your own pleasures your own lustful desires through the years being in the faith camp so to speak being among people of faith i've seen a lot of people pray some silly goofy selfish prayers i use this illustration a lot and the reason i use it is not to be redundant it's just the dumbest illustration i can think of okay how many times have i told you about the woman who's believing for a husband i'm believing for a husband have you been specific yes i've been specific have you been asking god yes i've been asking god well what are you asking for i'm asking for that guy right there who's married to that woman right there that's a dumb prayer god's not going to answer that prayer Are, are you with me this morning well, I'm just praying that God will help me win the lottery because if I can win the lottery, I'll never have to work another day the rest of my life. Can I tell you something? God's probably not going to answer that prayer. <laughs> well, if I just had a couple million dollars, I wouldn't have to trust God. That's exactly right. That's why he didn't answer that prayer. And besides that, there are at least 1,000 people who prayed that same prayer for last night's lottery. And God's like, well, I don't know who it's willing to give it to, so just forget it all. (laughs) Whatever whatever the number comes up, it comes up. Hear me this morning. Please hear me. When we ask foolishly and selfishly, I'm gonna tell you something. We have all at different times asked for some foolish things and some selfish things. And there are times when God says no. That's not my will. It doesn't line up with my word it doesn't line up with my promises it's not for your benefit that's selfish it's worldly it's lustful you don't need that that happens but what happens is if we ask for things foolishly and we don't get them we tend to give up and stop asking instead of going back and saying father if my heart's been wrong correct my heart so i can ask correctly and then keep asking for what the things that he's promised you now before I get to my last point I want you to hear this you know when you're asking selfishly and foolish oh yes you do (laughs) well yes you do But you know i I think there's another thing that happens i think some of us have seen god do so many great things in our lives that we think man can i ask god to do another big one he's done so many big things can i can i really ask him for another thing you know there's a song we sing occasionally it says i've seen you move you move mountains but i know i'll see you do it again Did you know God never gets tired of moving mountains out of your life? He never grows weary with that. Do you think God would do something again big for me? Of course he would. Because he's promised it. And then sometimes we think, well, do I really deserve this? Well, did you deserve salvation to begin with? You never deserved any of it. It's grace that's extended to you. And when you accept his grace for forgiveness and you come into his family, it opens the door for all the rest of the graces of heaven to be poured into your life. And they're promised in his word. They're promised. They're ours. Psalms 37.4 says, "Once you put the verse on the screen. Psalms 37.4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. That word delight, leave it up for a minute, that word delight means be pliable. Be soft in the hands of God. Be pliable in the hands of the Lord and he'll give you the desires, the requests of your heart. Two things happen. When I become pliable in the hands of God, he changes my wrong desires so that I begin to think according to his word and I ask for the things he's promised with a right heart. And then he pours those things into my life when I believe him. That's the nature of God. In closing today, two verses, Mark eleven twenty four. 24, Jesus said, therefore I say to you, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. John 16 24 Jesus said until now you've asked nothing in my name ask and you will receive that your joy may be full That lack in your life that's stealing your joy Find the promise of God that meets that need and ask God according to his promise remind him of his promise Trust God and let him meet that need in your life Nick shared an offering time today about his son bringing him a gift how excited his son was. I love to give somebody a gift that they don't expect that really, really is something they've been wanting or needing, whether it's my child or my grandchildren, my wife, something they've really been wanting or desiring. If I know about it, I love to give them that gift to see their face light up and like, wow, this is awesome, and you must really love me to do this. I love that feeling when you do that god's the same way we just don't see him that way here's what we're going to do today i'm going to ask you to stand everybody in the house i want to pray a prayer but this is not about me praying a prayer today i'm going to lead you in a prayer but that section over there and this section and that 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 section. Wherever you're seating in the house, wherever you're seated. I want you to ask. I want you to ask. We're going to ask big today. I want people to ask big in this house. Some of you need to be really specific with God. You've been too general be specific with God you'll know it if this if this is for you it'll ring in your heart right now some of you need to be specific if it's wisdom if it's direction if it's provision if it's a family situation I mean there's action and faith involved with all these things but whatever it is you need today I want you to ask so you, you don't need me to ask I'm gonna lead in the prayer you need to ask I'm gonna pray a general prayer you're gonna pray specific here's what i want to do as a sign of our faith if you've got a need today and you need god to do something big in your life i want you to slip up your hand right now and hold it up there you go okay while your hand is up that's a sign of your need turn it like this towards heaven you're reaching up to heaven now right now i want you to praise god for just a second a couple seconds give god praise And then I want you to ask for what you need, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you today. We praise you all over this house. You are our God. You are our Father. And you have promised specific blessings for our lives. So right now in the name of Jesus, we lift our hands to you in faith and we begin to ask for the things that we need Father across this room things are being asked for some are physical some are spiritual some are material some are mental some are domestic We are asking in faith right now We're asking for the things we cannot provide for ourselves and we're asking you to do What you said you would do now while your hands are raised i want you to begin to tell god what he's promised if you know the promise in the word that lines up with your need right now confess that promise father you said you'd supply all of our need according to your riches and glory by christ jesus father you said that by the stripes of jesus we are healed we are made whole Father you said that you would supply our needs as we walk in faith believing you you said you would honor our faith Hebrews 11 tells us that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you father We're seeking you. We're asking for these things today in the name of Jesus now while your hand is raised I want you to just extend it out like this towards somebody around you. I want you to pray for those around you. Father, we agree right now for those who are standing around us today. We ask you to meet their needs. Whatever's going on in people's lives around us, we agree you are God, you are great, you are big enough to meet every one of these needs and we ask you to do it in the name of Jesus. Now lift your hands and just give God praise in the house right now. Would you do that? (laughs) Lift your hands, begin to praise Him. Father, we praise you today. We glorify you. We glorify you. Come on, with your own words, give God praise. With your own words, Father, we give you honor and glory and praise today for what you're doing, what you've promised to us. We believe and we receive in the name of Jesus. Now, as a statement of our faith, we're going to worship God and sing one more song together before we dismiss. Open your heart. Let's worship God.
1: Come on, church, can we lift up our hands as a sign of our faith? God, we're thankful for what you're doing right now in our lives. God, we believe that you are faithful to your promises. This morning, we say, God, continue to work in us, continue to work through us, continue to work for us by your Holy Spirit.
0: faithful to perform what he's promised. The next couple of weeks we're going to be talking about faith. We're going to be encouraging you to not give up and hold on to what you've asked for today. We're going to be talking about that. But I want to say one thing before we go today. Maybe you're here today and you feel like you're on the outside looking in because you're thinking, I, I don't even know God. I've never opened my life. I've never really committed my heart. I That all sounds great and it stirs my heart, but and I need God to do something in my life, but you feel like How do I get in the door? Here's how it happens God put his own son on a cross To pay for your sins and my sins And he says I'll forgive you Based on the payment for your sins that I myself have made If you'll just believe me When you put your faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, God will wash away your sins. He brings you into His family, and He qualifies you for all of His word, all of His promises to begin to work in your life immediately. Maybe you're here today and you're thinking, wow, I wish I was on the inside. We're gonna give you an opportunity to come on the inside and come into a relationship with God right now. We do it through asking, through a prayer bow your heads, close your eyes. I'm going to ask everybody in the house to pray this with us. Say, God, I need you. And I ask you into my life. Please wash away my sin. Cleanse me. I believe in Jesus. I claim him as my Savior. I will make him the Lord of my life. So I ask you to make me your child. I will follow you i will learn your ways and i will see your blessings in every area of my life thank you for receiving me in jesus name i pray amen here's the deal that prayer is just the beginning of your journey with god it's not the end it's the beginning we've got a little booklet called the next seven days we want to give it to you because it'll help you with the journey when service is over there'll be prayer teams here at the front of the building to pray with anyone for any need if you just walk up to one of these teams and say can i get the booklet the to you right there no strings attached just a sign of your faith can i have the booklet they'll give it to you if you want to get it and go that's great if you've got questions they can answer questions if you want prayer for something else they'll pray with you but please come get one of these booklets now if you're in a really big rush before you leave the building in the lobby in the middle of the lobby by the glass doors as you exit There's a counter set up there with the big sign there. Talks about beginning your walk with God. Stop by there, say, can I get the booklet? They'll give you the same booklet there if you're in a really big rush. Hey, we love you. Can we just welcome new people into God's family today? God bless you. Now before you go, we're really launching into the fall season. Connect groups are up and running. If you haven't got involved, get a Connect guide at the Connection Center. Find a connect group that works for you. Tuesday morning, Bridge Women launch for the fall. It's going to be awesome for the ladies. Tuesday night, man to man is going to be great. You're going to hear a great message. You're going to have a lot of time to discuss God's word and what he's doing in our lives. Hey, we love you. God bless you. Have a great, great week.